coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Free Market Prep. Spencer Israel back. Yes, I'm back. Dennis Dick is here. Joel Conn is here as well. As well, He'll be back in just a second. There he is. We'll bring Joel on now. Joel, good morning. We got a lot to discuss today. We're going to talk ride at Lordstown Motors. Oi is all I can say about Oy. that. Oi vey is all you can say about Oy that. Oi Okay, that too. Uh, we're going to talk. Um, uh, I just had, oh, here, let's go to my list here. <laughs> Sorry, guys, early morning for me. We're going to talk Amazon. We got a couple of earnings. We got a couple of ratings. Uh, new guest today, Trevor Neal. He is the founder of RRG Research, uh, technical analyst at the Beta Group, a longtime technical analyst, former floor trader over in the UK. We'll get some good floor stories from Trevor at 835. Uh, don't forget to smash that like button. Drop us a like on YouTube. We appreciate that. Joel, if you can, bring up those charts for us. And I've been a little bit out of the market for the past couple of days. So just tell me, has Bitcoin stopped going down yet? Oh, we'll talk about Bitcoin, man. That thing has been on a wild ride, and uh, it continues today. It moved 2500 bucks in three minutes yesterday when Mitch Mitch and I were on. but let's let's it's just a kind of stable investment you want to have, folks. Oh yeah, that's a stable <laughs> currency right there. That's the kind of currency you want, where they got to adjust the price of your coffee every five minutes. Because wait, I got to check the price of Bitcoin to adjust the price of my coffee. SP ways to go before we replace the financial system. Fourteen and a half handles higher at oh eight and a quarter. Never saw that closing price in ninety three seventy five and. Took out yesterday's high, but I don't have anything at twelve seventy five for you. Crude big day yesterday, giving just a tad back today, down nineteen cents. Uh, gold, I mean, I'm just gonna say eighteen eighty. That's it's always at eighteen eighty. Uh, silver is actually at eighteen eighty three forty. Silver, it's down twelve cents at uh, twenty seven seventy eight. Bitcoin tried to kiss forty. That resistance is coming down, folks. But no, it's lower by $2,800 at $35,960. Ethereum, that's going down as well. Same percentage. That's down $232.50 at 2422 They're not rallying here. They're not. They're, oh, put it this way. They're not holding rallies, Triple D. What do you think? I don't know. The thing was seventeen hundred, just went to twenty four hundred. So to say it's not rallying is not really the case. I mean, we're just all over the place. I would say I can't say I know we're not holding dips either. You know, like we, it's just all over the place. So I mean, I guess it's a trader's market with the thing. I don't trade crypto. But I own Ethereum. I, it's actually back to about where I bought it. I think I bought around twenty three hundred bucks. So um, <laughs> I've been all over the place with this. It was up twenty percent, down twenty percent, back to even. So all in the in, in the course of about a week. So it's wild. I mean, this is what crypto world is about. So I don't know. Not a crypto show. I'm not okay. A crypto let's go. Trader. Stop. People Whoa. people keep yelling at me on Twitter. Oh, you got to talk crypto more. We talk it a little bit. We touch it a little bit, but. I'm going to talk what I know about. You know, you don't want to yeah. hear me talk crypto. No. I don't know anything about it. It's apparently bringing down, you know, the cost of it. They're trying to bring down the energy that Ethereum uses. You know, I read a few articles on it, but I'm not an expert on it. I just, you know, from what I've read, from people, guests we've had on the show, I feel like it's a speculative bet. So I put a speculative bet on Ethereum. That's it. Uh, to, to what you said, Dennis, about uh, you got to uh, adjust the price for your coffee. There is a festival, in this annual festival in New Hampshire that has been accepting Bitcoin as payment as far back as like five or six years ago. And I listened to a story about this like like years back, and that that was happening. All right, they were like using Bitcoin as a as a form of payment, and people were like in line to like a hot dog, and like one guy, you know, his hot dog was like one price, and the next guy it was like twice as much. Yeah, you needed stability to be <laughs> a, a, a like to to buy regular stuff. Right, you need st- right. stability. You can yeah. say, oh yeah, fiat's not That's stable, tough. but it is. 
I mean, we aren't seeing 10% moves in the Canadian dollar versus the US dollar in a year, let alone a day. So, I mean, the currency is relatively stable. So I don't see it as a currency. I, I yeah. see it just as a speculative bet. It's, it's I, a storied thing. It's crypto. It's like, and people like it. Some people like it. Some people hate it. It's a story. It's like Tesla. You know, I, Tesla I, I was, what's that? I concur. I concur. I concur. It's like Tesla. I mean, Tesla wasn't trading on fundamentals for years. It still probably isn't trading on fundamentals. It's trading on story. Yep. Crypto is still trading on the story. Can it eventually become something more? Are we all going to transact in crypto? I don't think so. But I think if we do get to a point from what I've been reading and researching, I feel like Ethereum has more upside. So that's why I've switched over. Um, we did just get some breaking news. And what do we got? What do we got? I, I want to go into that if we can. Moderna just said that its vaccine uh, is uh, very effective in adolescence. It met the primary endpoint. Uh, they plan to submit to the FDA in early June. This is in the study of their COVID vaccine in teenagers uh, after receiving two doses of the vaccine. Uh, 100% efficacy is what... 100%? Can't do much better than that. That's pretty good, Joel. I'll yeah. Give i give them that. This was in a study of 3,700 adolescents between 12 and 18 years old. Uh, and it, again, extremely effective, hundred percent efficacy starting after fourteen days. Fourteen days after the second dose. Well, I mean, so so it's good news. I mean, we're still in, like you said, and you could go into just you know the reopening trade. But you're like in Nashville this weekend, Spencer, and you're like it's reopened. <laughs> it's it, it. I don't think. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm not quite sure if it ever closed, but yes, it is fully reopened down there. Hundred percent, basically no limitations on anything so that was a bit of a culture shock but hey that's i guess good it, news that's what we want i guess you know, if I you got it. i guess if you got the vaccine then like you got the vaccine so yeah i mean so the question is like and i don't know if the two to 12 is you know, two year olds but it, you know but what, what it does do this is the two to 12 it was 100 percent no 12 to 18 12 to 18 the two to 12 still in the trials yeah yeah. So I, I mean, this is what we want. We want everybody. We want it to be effective. We want to get back to the way we were before 2020. Um, so it's good news. I mean, this is all good news. You usually see, you know, if we were three, four months ago, you'd see this huge reopening spike here. But yeah, you, yep. the reopening is already, like you said, it's on its way in the mm-hmm. U.S., at least in the U.S. So yep. the question is, Joel, is there more gas in the tank for a lot of these reopening plays? I bought some Las Vegas Sands last week because I was like, I'm here and the casinos are really busy already. And I think they're going to continue to be busy as more and more people get vaccinated. So I think there is money in the reopening trade. And to be honest, there's pullbacks here to be had in some of the reopening trades. I mean, Las Vegas Sands was $67. It's $55 now. Uh, Wynn Resorts is off the highs to a certain extent, 140 to 120 So, but what is concerning is that here we're um, here we're all of a sudden, you know, getting re- good reopening news, and we're not really seeing any response. I mean, QQQ, you know, on these big reopening, you know, when we're getting good data would turn around and go red. We're not seeing that at all now either. So the the data, even though Moderna is moving off it, really, I don't see much impact on the market here today. Uh, I mean, it's good news. Uh, I was, you know, discussing with Lisa and, you know, the, the reopening, she's very happy about it. I guess the next wave, like if, if we're going to have another surge they're they're expecting it to be in, in kids and teens and adolescents. So, um, this is good news. You know, it's good news all around. Uh, yeah, for sure. yeah. So as far as these, I don't know. As far as some of these reopening trades, first uh, let's look at Moderna. And you're right, it got the pop. And I was going to tell our traders out there just keep an eye on 170. Uh, it snuck over there. You have a daily high just under 170 at one. That's actually 69.28. So if you're looking for more on this, man, get over that 170. Hold 170, and then you know work your way into this big red bar. So. Pick your number between 170 and 180, but already getting a, a little bit of fade. Um, as far as the reopening, well, trades, just stick with Moderna though. Like, what's the next catalyst for Moderna? Uh, here? I don't so know. What, we always want, remember, I said this you always want the stock, always wants something to look forward to. What's it looking forward to on Moderna? You know, maybe it's looking forward to these good results. They are good results. What's it looking forward to now? I mean, I look at this and I just think, you know, here's a stock 
that has went from $18 to $168, up a thousand percent off of COVID. Well, we're getting past COVID. So do they have other stuff cooking there? Is there they not do. COVID drugs they, cooking there? They do. They have other, well, they have other vaccines, like, right? Uh, Are they all COVID? Is this all COVID no, stuff? No, no, no. It, well, it's, it's, remember, it's like the same technology, but it's not just COVID, okay. right? They've got uh, an HIV vaccine in the works. They've got a... Uh, uh, Epstein Barr virus. They've got. Uh, they do have a heart failure drug that's in an, a phase two trial right now. So, uh, yeah, they, it's not like this. It's not like this is their only drug in the pipeline. Like they have other stuff. But this is what the driver has been, though. And the yeah. driver is. We're starting to get past it. So I think you're taking profits on Moderna into the pops. I mean, Novavax. Look what it has come off. It was three hundred dollars, one hundred forty-eight. Moderna still near the highs. So I don't know why Moderna hasn't sold off much compared to what Novavax has sold Ooh. off. Maybe because they have other stuff in the pipe, like you're saying, Spencer. But wow. if I'm in Moderna, I'm ringing a register on this. Maybe it's going to go up more, you know, short term. But I just think longer term, I think there is, you know, it's up a thousand percent. There's been a lot of good news priced in. They've done a fantastic job, deserves to be up. But if you're coming in it now... I don't think it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to 300, 400, 500 because of the COVID shots, and they're going to have to have boosters and stuff. I mean, sure, you're going to have to have boosters, but I, I mean, that's what's going to continue to drive that cash flow. But you know, to, but is that really a driver going forward? I don't know. So, I, in my opinion, this is a rally to sell. And uh, also, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw out, you know, the activity today and what they have in the pipeline. But when I look at a monthly chart like this, and I see that one, two, and for the last five months, that it got up over 180, and it's a volatile stock, so the all-time high is actually 186.80. But I look at that, that whole. I'm, I'm saying to myself. Man, the longer this thing doesn't get back over 180, take out that 185 high and keep going, then I'm nervous. I'd be nervous on that. When you had a monthly candle, that means there's big sellers out there. They're not out there for a day or two days or three. They're out there for a week. They're out there the whole month. So I'd keep an eye on it, and we barely kissed 170 today. So just looking at that, and I'd use oh, this month's low is way down here at 143 volatile needs to take out these highs or this thing will roll may roll over uh all right. let's go to lordstown motors here's the good news uh if you're in lordstown motors ticker rid the good news is they are still on track to deliver cars by the end of this year that's what they said yesterday in their earnings report here's the bad news they actually, and there's a lot of it. They are cutting their guidance, their d- delivery guidance, uh, by half. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, and they're probably going to have to raise money in some way <sighs> because production costs are higher than they thought. So, uh, cutting delivery guidance uh, by uh, by 50% and need to raise more money. Uh, still, again, still have not actually delivered any cars. Um, and I was saying to the guys before we we hopped on here, it, it, it's just a it's a stark contrast between this and uh, last week when Ford announced their electric F-150 and Ford, they produce cars like in their sleep. You know what I mean? This is what they do. Yeah. And so it's just a stark contrast, one versus the other. Obviously, we've talked about ride at length in the last Marcus. year or so, um, but it's just not what it just producing cars is hard. It's hard. It's a spec. This is yeah. a spec. This totally. could eventually, I mean, it's only got a billion dollar plus market cap. It's a small company. It's speculative. It could come back. It could do anything. You know, maybe this gets, you know, a deal with another, you know, major or something. They do, they work a deal out, maybe. But it's a speculative play. I would say speculative capital here only. The, the recent rally from six to... 11 was your classic selling opportunity. I mean, you've got a complete downtrend, you know, a stock that's in a very, very clear downtrend and a counter trend rally. We sell counter trend rallies in stocks that are in downtrends. It works and works and works again in a lot of times. And in this case, it looks like it was working again. Four days ago, it was $11. Now it's eight. I mean, you got some great support down here at seven. That's where it was before. That's what it needs to hold. But this is a spec. It's not, you know, a, a blue chip company by any means. Yeah, they're going to produce some cars, but it's speculative capital only. What's going to be the catalyst now? Uh, you know, right? 
I mean, when, I, when you know, start, to when, bring them on, you know, I mean, when they actually start producing cars, it could be a story here, Joel. It's just there's so many of these. I mean, I just have trouble. There was like 50 of I felt like how many SPACs were EV plays? So many, like 50, 40, 40 50. Know. Is there 100? And I mean, they're not all going to make it. Maybe Ride is going to make it. This is one of the better names. Maybe this is going to be one that's going to make it, but they're not all going to make it. There is going to be some zeros here. Ride could be one of them. I don't know at this point in time. I'm just saying that I wouldn't put anything more than your gambling money in there, speculative capital. When I do my investing and I go into stocks like this, I throw like a little piece, you know, like a fraction of a percent of your, your portfolio. That's it. You know, because these are ones that sometimes if they turn out can be really good. But, you know, I'm not putting, you know, big time money into something like this because it's just too, it's too much risk. Uh, interesting pre-market chart. And I'll just, I mean, you had a step down seller right here, just, just pounding it. Woke up at five, you know, four in the morning, wasn't done yet. Pounded it down under eight bucks and then it found support at eight. Now you've popped uh, 37 cents. So, uh, you know, if you're trying to play this thing on the long side. You don't want to see it take out the pre-market low at 790. Um, I don't know. It looks like it's backing and filling a little bit. What was the top of yesterday's range? I mean, that's going to be resistance. Uh, the top of yet or the bottom of yesterday's range was 920. And I mentioned that number to Marcus. So got to get back over 920, fill the gap. Looks like there's some support at eight. Dennis mentioned uh, the area, the bunch of, at the lows of the move, but I've never been in these things, and I never will. And uh, who was it in the chat? Um, uh, thank you, uh, Hallie R. Uh, saying we asked talking about catalyst for Lordstown, Lordstown week. So Lordstown, where they announced this what the other week now, last week, two weeks ago, uh, they're going to do from June twenty first to the twenty fifth. Is like a they're going to basically open up their 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 factory uh, to. Uh, investors to analysts, media customers, basically anyone that they're still talking. doing that. They're, they're still, still doing. They're still, do, yeah. they're still doing that. Okay. Uh, and I was talking. There you, there you about, go. Chris, Chris, and I were talking about going, but but the the point, my point, I wanted to make. So maybe that's a catalyst. In Ohio, but, I the point. Know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> but, but the, the point I wanted to make around that uh, is like I saw all these headlines last week uh, or around that like Lordstown rallies on on Lordstown Week news, right? And and that that's hope. That's that's hope. Like we're oh, we hope they're going to like do some and show some cool stuff at their display week, whatever. This news yesterday, that's reality, right? There's a difference between hope and reality. I hope that they're gonna like have some really cool stuff to share with the public in a month. Reality, they're gonna produce half as many cars this year as they thought they were going to. It's it's a different thing, and you're seeing that. Dennis just uh, talked about the you know. Uh, uh, selling into the rally, and he's talking about it from like a market standpoint. The classic, just fade the move, trend, out, yeah. right? Downtrend, you 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 sell pops and down when stocks are in downtrends. And I'm saying from the other side, hope you get lots of headlines out there. There are headlines based on hope, and there are headlines based on reality. And the ones that are reality are worth more than the ones that are based on hope. That's my point. Boy, you you've come back so uh, philosophical, Spencer. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Actually, do do you want to hear like the one interesting thing that 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 maybe you'll find interesting that happened over the weekend? Um, is I had a four hundred and fifty dollar cut of steak. Have you have you ever had a piece of steak that expensive? You paid four hundred fifty dollars for a steak. No, no, I didn't say I paid for it. Oh, oh you had a cut of one. <laughs> uh, I had a cut. No, I, I've never even heard of that. It must have just melted in your mouth. Was it, it awesome? It, it dissolved, man. It dissolved in. My you mouth. have to chew it. It chews itself. <laughs> just went right down. Who bought the steak? Someone that I was with. Wow, he must be. Get him on the this show. This is like COVID is gone because he's sharing food with people. He's sharing with random strangers' food. So <laughs> not, no, not a random. Joel is on the free market show. Spencer, you're uninvited to everything <laughs> after this Nashville trip. It, 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 <laughs> uh, that's what my lunch in the office on Friday, folks. I will it was not Wagyu. Be it was Wagyu beef. It was four. I, I, I swear it. You know, Lisa, I told Lisa that uh, Spencer had um, his 30th birthday and stuff. And she goes, oh, really? She goes, let's have him over for dinner. And then we checked the weekend and we checked another weekend. I'm like, oh, Spencer's going to Nashville. She's like, dinner's out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you got to wait your two-week quarantine after that. Two weeks? I don't know. I'm scared of talking to you even over the internet here. (laughs) I'm in lockdown here. I'm talking to somebody that just got exposed to somebody else's meat. 
That, that's a funny one from uh, Vio Noob in the chat. Actually, it was a regular cut of steak. Inflation is insane right now, guys. That was a regular cut of steak. Know. That's what it costs for a steak you don't even know. To a restaurant, Joel. It's 500 bucks. <laughs> Holy. Holy moly. All right. That's, that's like, like a Costco like trip for me. Up. Lisa gets pretty mad. I We had a $120 Costco thing, and she's like, don't spend a lot of money. So I spent like three hundred, and I'm like, I only spent three hundred. She goes, "You had a hundred and twenty dollar coupon. You spent four <laughs> twenty. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's go. Move on. Stop. Right. We'll bring Stop. it back. Um, Chinese internet or education stocks are rallying here this morning. Uh, I don't know if it's just a a rally into or a reaction from that news from I guess it was yesterday or maybe maybe over the weekend that they're exploring some potential new regulation into the space. But you look at like TAL, you look at EDU, you look at uh GSXU uh, uh sorry GOTU, uh they're all popping this morning. Um which I thought was interesting. That all was these a- stocks have been absolutely destroyed. Yeah. So EDU, yeah, I mean you got a dead cat bounce is what you got here. And what did I say? You sell stocks that are bouncing into that are in clear down. They already, they already what are the, EDU, yeah. what are the other ones? Uh uh ED, I had them written down here. EDU, TAL, you've got G O T U. Those are those are kind oh, of these things are just absolutely epic disasters. I mean, we got a market that's at all time highs, and these things are just can't stop going down more. Oh, so Lord. I don't know. I don't want to own any anything that looks like that, especially when they're you're, they're you know as they they bottom. Can you get pops? Yeah, these things can pop 30 percent because they're down so much. You know, like a pop on EDU from you know it was sixteen dollars a week and a half ago. So pop back down up to twelve. That's a nice 25, 30% move, but there's going to be a lot of sellers trying to get back up there too. Bag holder central. Yep. Probably the sell- same story as I was talking with Ride, selling the rips on stocks that are in clear downtrends. You know what? They must all have a curriculum on how to make electronic vehicles or something. All right. Not a good one. Nah. All right. Give me the give me the thumbs down on that one. That wasn't a good one. Yeah. I knew it wasn't a good one when I was thinking of it. I still said it anyways. Oh, what about catch up trades? Let me take over for a bit. What about like catch up trades with like growth <laughs> names? Because Famous yeah, I don't want to talk preaching. Chinese, I don't want to talk to Chinese education stocks. So, right. but, but you've got <laughs> you've got we've been talking about the re, the you know that I went neutral on Kathy a couple weeks ago. We've been talking about growth. We've been talking about growth names starting to show a lot of life and it continues this growth trade continues a lot of people are laughing the unity software i'm up like 10 12 percent in a week and a half now anything that i was buying the amd roblox rblx i liked i never bought that one and that was the buy rblx was the buy what a rip yesterday kramer giving it love on mad money again last night that's i knew there was something yeah but this is just um this is one that really never sold off much when they were hammering growth, and it was one of the newer ones. You kind of knew this if the growth starts to turn around, this one's probably going to lead the charge. I sat on the show multiple times. I liked it. I never did buy it. I wish I would have. But anything that I've bought growth, and probably anything that you've bought growth in the last week, is doing pretty well. So I don't know if that trade continues or not, but is there a potential catch-up trade on some of these growth names that haven't rallied? I mean, look at Airbnb. Like it's just sitting here, and I'm not saying the valuation's that attractive yet, but I'm just saying as a trade, at least it, it stopped going down. the The relative strength is not great because some of the growth names have really went, but maybe you can see this as a reopening trade too, to a certain extent. But if it could get above 140, it gets interesting. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, just... I mean, Penn Gaming, I was waiting, waiting at DraftKings. Both of those, I'm like, when are they going to go? When are they going to go? Finally, yesterday, DraftKings goes and Penn goes. So I'm like looking through last night trying to say, well, what hasn't gone in growth? What hasn't, you know, had, you know, that is still sitting near the lows because a lot of the growth names are up 10 to 15% in the last week. Airbnb is sitting here doing nothing. So I kind of like the setup in this one. Leaning on the lows, again, doing the same thing. Leaning on the lows of the move, 129.71 would be the low of the move. So you got to risk a little bit at 137, but you got a 136, 135, stop yourself out there. There's a potential that you know some of these could bounce back a little bit if growth if money continues to go into growth. Uh, Triple D, uh, he went with the 140 because he's just you know it's just he just looks at that chart and he sees 140. I'm looking at 142 and a quarter, 33. That's a double top. So I think you really get people. I think you really get people. It really opens up. On, wow, this is pretty technical. Double top there, then it opens up into another another double top at like 44.50. So you're still a few bucks away from that, but uh, 
there, you know, you got an area that hasn't had much of a retracement uh, of the move. It hasn't taken out the, it was wild off the IPO. It hasn't taken out the IPO low. Uh, someone mentioned coin and boy, oh boy, Goldman Sachs didn't do much of that thing yesterday, Dennis. I was surprised. I thought this would get a little bit of life. And this Bitcoin, though, I mean, it's yeah, trading true. off of yep. it's so heavily correlated to Bitcoin that even though you get an upgrade from GS, I, 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 I actually was looking, should I buy this on this GS upgrade? But I mean, it's so linked to Bitcoin. Bitcoin starts selling off. It's hard to go and buy Coinbase. So until Bitcoin really sustains a rally, like you said, Bitcoin's not holding rallies. Well, coincidentally, coin is not holding rallies either. So, I mean, if Bitcoin starts to turn around, all these Riot, Mara, Coin, they're all going to start to turn around there too. You're seeing a little bit of a dip in them this morning. Not so much Coin, but Mara and Riot. Mara's trading oh, down man, a little no bit here. So... And Riot's down a little bit because Bitcoin's down a little bit. But I don't. is there a play on some of these for a trade? Maybe. Maybe you could get, you know, you got to stop yourself out at the lows. Again, have yourself an out. Don't come in here and, you know, and, and then, you know, you buy a Mara 22 and then it goes down and takes out the support at 20. And then you're holding at 18, you're holding at 16, you're holding at 14, you become a bag holder. Don't let that happen. You know, if you're coming in a trade and you're calling it a trade, just come in, have your level, say, this is where I'm going to stop myself out. If it, it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And, and But make sure you have your out set up ahead of time. On, especially on Amara and Riot. Even coins, same thing. Coin. You're trying them. They're near the lows. You got a little double bottom to lean on. One, two, twenty-three, two, twenty-four. I don't mind the setup. I, I actually don't mind the setup in coin here right now. You got to stop yourself out of the 223, though, All if right. you're if you're wrong. I I was going to say coin also. Uh, it was it was Goldman yesterday, JP Morgan today, with an overweight rating. Uh, yeah, the analysts are getting behind it. It needs uh, the Bitcoin to turn around. Bitcoin has a good day. You're going to see coin rip like 20 bucks in one day, and everybody's going to be like, whoa, what happened? Bitcoin just needs to, you know, this is leading. Bitcoin still leads COIN. But yeah. I'm just looking technically here. This yeah, is okay. that's it. I mean, this stock's in clear downtrend, so it's still ugly. And, you know, we're selling rips. But, I mean, we've been seeing some rips and some of the growth names. This one hasn't ripped yet. So, And it's Bitcoin holding it down. So it's got the potential to go. I don't mind the setup. If you're buying at 227, stop yourself up below 223. Uh, Musk was uh, uh, beaten up on Bitcoin, I think, discussing with miners or something. How to, I don't know. I saw some tweets or something along that. But uh, no, you need that. Definitely need that. Dennis mentioned the low of the move there. Parallel is right at the 224 area. Low of the move, two, 208, but not much of a bounce. Uh, S&P's. Hanging in here. We're still above yesterday's high. Not a lot of action. Uh, still up 12 and three quarters handles at 4,206.50. It was a good day for the markets yesterday. It was a great I mean, day. It held on. We went up there. We went through resistance. SPY has been so resilient through the whole thing. That's why when we were talking bearish, we never really got bearish by because it never really came off the lows. Um, and now you're coming into major resistance, though. This whole you know 420 to 422 you see if you can make new all-time highs, 422.74. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge because there are some people who are stuck there. But, I mean, you start making new all-time highs again, you don't want to be short stocks. All right. Everybody's quiet now. No, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Uh, let's talk about – we had a couple earnings here. and then AutoZone. Uh, yeah, and then I want to do some ratings. Um, actually, before I do that, I, I, I missed you guys. I didn't get a chance to – Talk about the NVIDIA stock split. Talk about that, I would I'd presume. Oh, yeah. yeah and yep. it's still running. Um, NVIDIA's been a buy ever since they announced the split. I think it's like three or four days ago. And we have just been straight up ever since. It's got the pre-split run going right now, similar to what Tesla's doing. Obviously, the Qs are helping it out as well. The Qs look similar. But NVIDIA's going up more than the Qs every single day. So we're now getting close to all-time highs here in NVIDIA, which is unbelievable considering that we were 100 points off three days ago. So we got all the losses back for the last month and three days, all because of the announcing the split. So let's see what it does the all-time high. It looks like you're going to challenge it, 648. You're not far away. It looks like in a day or two you could hit it. Can it go through there? I never like to be short the stocks before they split because they do these run-ups into the split. Do we have a date yet? Oh, June something. I don't know. Uh, they, they did announce a date? I haven't I, seen I, I thought I, I, thought I uh... you, you could be right. I never looked for it. Uh, pending shareholder shareholder approval on June 3rd. So that's when the 
That's when they're going to vote on it, and then I don't know if there's it after that. Oh, it does say actually, July twentieth is when they will. Oh, uh, so a long time yet. Yeah, is when it'll go into effect. So. It's been a big run. If you're coming in now for the split, you're coming in late. I mean, just ride a hundred bucks off of it. So I'd wait for a pullback now. Get back to six hundred. Gets interesting again. Uh, Bill Big D caught it going through six ten yes uh, yesterday. Nice yeah, there was there nothing. I mean, what's there above six ten? I will just alert our traders slash investors that I don't know if this was an earnings day or whatever it was, but when it pulled back, um, you got a gap up to six thirty four sixty one, and you hit six thirty five. So little interest there at six thirty five, and then you got only two daily highs to contend with. Uh, 646.63, all-time high. And uh, also uh, the uh, 53 bill uh, going proposed uh, to the semiconductor. I mean, that just lit the whole sector on fire. Uh, Intel had a great day. Did Intel get an upgrade or something today? Because this is up. It's up 1.14%. Let me chips see. Chips are just having a good day today. Yeah, chips are having a good way more than the S&Ps. I don't know how much the Qs are up, but... Uh, all that I mean, AMAT, after anybody that sold that after earnings, they're regretting that. Uh, as we mentioned in the video, another beast is uh, LRCX. That caught a Been boost a from it, too. Yeah. So just, oh, look at all the, wow. If this thing gets up, wow, that's a one, two, three, four. What's that, a quintuplet high? And, uh, ah, they're not that close. Oh, yeah, they are. Between 666 and 669, I see five highs in a row. So keep an eye on that if we get up there over the next few days. Uh, all right. As I was saying before, I got distracted with NVIDIA. AutoZone earnings this morning. I guess the stock split got me thinking about that because it's such a high-priced stock. Yeah. Their EPS, yeah, EPS beat 26 right. and a half bucks versus a $20 estimate. Sales beat 3.7 versus 3.2 billion dollars. Uh, Same-store sales in the U.S. up 29% year over year. Uh, they talked about their do-it-yourself business. Everyone is buying stuff to fix things. And uh, that was it's as good as it gets. Home Depot trade all over again. I'd sell the rally. Yeah. Look at all those tops at 15, 42, 43. Got to get up. Well, see if we can get there today. Uh, I think you're going to fade. We already have faded off the highs here. It doesn't trade much. Weird. It trades yeah, yeah, odd lots all over the place because it's a $1,400 stock. Yeah. They should, I wouldn't be this goes stock? red, though. I think you're going to eventually challenge the 1400 Why so not? I, I'm a seller. I don't understand. Just Split my opinion, stock. I'm a seller. Yeah, I don't like the high price stock either. It's hard to trade. Max? Well, maybe now that's that's three or four major splits in the last, what, eight months? Pfft, maybe now they all start doing it. I don't know. That's what you were saying before. Um, what about on the earnings calendar we had – actually, I think it was that's pretty much it. Just AutoZone. We had a couple more, but nothing too – Toll Brothers after the close today. Z-Skiller after the close today. Uh, Nordstrom's after the close today. Uh, so we do have a couple uh, tonight, but not much. NVIDIA is the big one tomorrow. We've That's already tomorrow. talked NVIDIA. We also have Snow, CRM, Costco, just going through what we've got this week. So we've got a few names. Like, it's not – there's not a ton of names, but there's some big names on there. So yeah. yeah. You had a tech note uh, from Stiefel. They they initiated a bunch of tech stocks. Actually, so you I were saying, to, yeah, we should do ratings. There were some big ratings today. Well, let's just do one, and then I want to bring on our guest, and we'll go back to it after our guest. But let's just look at Shake Shack here, okay? Two uh, two upgrades, right? Wow. Today. Two. Wow. Two. Wedbush, double upgrade trick. Yeah, Wedbush and Goldman Sachs both go into buy or the equivalent of buy this morning on check. Well, it's come off. You know what? I don't mind this upgrade here. I like it when the analysts aren't just chasing price. They're actually making bold calls and going contrary. And here was a setup. I never looked at the stock chart for a while. But you, you stop going down. And you know, obviously, we got hit. Stop going down. Now it gets a catalyst. It gets a couple of upgrades here. So let's see how it responds to that. I'm not chasing something up 6%. But if it back and fills a little bit, gives you a shot, maybe 86, 87, then it gets interesting again. Shaq's got room, though, really. I mean, it's still in a downtrend, but overall, um, we, we've consolidated, and that's what you like. You want to make a bet when we're in consolidation station. Obviously, Goldman's taking us out of consolidation station here today, but if you're placing your bets yesterday and when this train was at the station, you're pretty happy right now. See what happens at 9109 to 9114. Pair of highs right there. And then you have the hype that was probably after earnings up at 95, 98. 
we get real interesting into the gap here. But uh, still haven't taken out the pair of highs from May 10th and 11th, just above 91. So that's right. a level to keep an eye on. All right, let's bring on our next guest here. we got a new one, and, and I'm excited here. Trevor Neal. Th- this man has seen it all and done it all. He was a trader on the floor of the London International uh, futures and options exchange uh, back life. in the 70s. The life, exactly. He was the head of technical analysis at Bloomberg. He uh, is the founder of RRG Research. Uh, and he is technical analyst at uh, the beta group, Trevor Neal. Uh, good morning. Well, in your case, good afternoon. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Trevor, can you hear me? Oh, we had this problem before. Trevor, Trevor turn, turn your speakers on. <laughs> Can, Can you hear me, me all right now? Yes, yeah. excellent. Yes. Okay. Great. How are we doing today, Trevor? Very good. Very good over here in uh, London. Excellent. Excellent. So let's just start with, I mean, I just sort of mentioned your background there a little bit, but uh, as I said, you, you, you've you sort of seen it all. Can you tell us <laughs> a little bit about sort of like your background? Well, one one thing uh, you know when you've uh, seen it all is you really, you have ne- not seen it all because okay. you continue to be surprised. Okay. Uh, so there's uh, definitely more to come. But I've seen a lot, I would say that. The um, uh, Yes, uh, I've been around for a long time. I started in the business when I was 18. Uh, my very first job was with Merrill Lynch as a floor trader on the coffee exchange in London. I, I spent the uh, first 10 years trading soft commodities there. Then I moved into fund management, particularly systematic fund management uh, te- as a technical analyst. Um, and I worked, then moved to working with a bank. And then... I'm skipping through many decades in a short period of time here. Um, I uh, I got off. A, I went back to the floor of life. Uh, that's the London International Financial Futures Exchange. as a local there, um, and then I was offered a job as head of technical analysis at Bloomberg, uh, a job I enjoyed a lot, and uh, I, I worked there for a number of years. But I missed the markets a lot, and I thought it was time to have one more go. So. Uh, This was back in 2003 um, when it was relatively easy to form a hedge fund and raise the capital for it. Um, And uh, we did that. Uh, I worked, uh, moved moved to Cape Town in South Africa. We operated from there. Um, Much of the seeding money had come from a big insurance company there. And um, I sold out of that to my partners in 2006, um, which I'm sure you can realize if you're selling out of a hedge fund, it's a good was a good time to sell out of a hedge fund. And so for once in my life, I did sell at the highs. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I returned to the UK, operate now a smaller hedge fund, um, uh, which is also systematically uh, uh, driven, quantitatively driven. And um, I also do uh, teaching of uh, technical analysis, but only with uh, institutional clients. So what are your favorite kind of charts? What are your what are your indicators? What are your formations? The candlestick well, eye, bar chart? What, what do you like to use? Um, well, uh, what I've done is that, that I've uh, uh, made a rule-based method of what I would do uh, if I was disciplined, systematic, and I could look at hundreds of securities uh, at, in a very short period of time. But what I do, or what the computer does, is really do what um, uh, I would be doing anyway. So uh, it's looking at uh, the MACD, the weekly MACD, for example, uh, to get the direction of the trends, look at the ADX, to look at the strength of the trend. These are all very familiar things. Looking for weak dips, um, which are defined in a particular way, uh, in a strong trend, and then um, looking to join, rejoin a bull move, which is already underway. So I'm looking to participate in the impulse moves in an established trend. What is the shortest time frame you'll look at? Uh, for me personally, I use uh, I use daily charts, and my typical holding period is around about a month. Um, I, I because I trade systematically, and I've been trading the same way since uh, 2006. I've amassed a huge amount of data on my own performance, uh, and so I can answer these questions quite specifically. Uh, my normal holding period is about a month, um, and uh, my uh, profit to loss ratio is. Uh, uh, six losses for every profit. Every profit, though, is on average about three and a half times the loss. So wow. I can go on and on about the uh, characteristics uh, of it. But uh, that's real time walking forward uh, uh, results of, of history. So yeah. I choose that period because it's a period I like. I've been a day trader. It's very, very hard to be a day trader. You have to be very precise. It's a, it's a 
you know, it's, it's very difficult to be a successful day trader. I'm, I'm not the type of person that wants to be an investor, a long-term trader. I like to trade. And so this is the period which I like. And uh, daily charts suits my lifestyle. Baby, you, you said? Once a day. Da- daily, daily. Oh, daily. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Triple D. What? No, I was just going to say, you sound very disciplined. Six losses to every winner. This is yeah. probably opposite to a lot of other traders we listen out there. I love this because it sounds like you cut your losers very quickly if you're having that, those numbers of losses. Talk about, you know, your discipline process. Yes, the discipline is, um, um, uh, well, it's absolute because I just follow the computer. And the computer was is, a, is designed to do what I would do anyway. Quite often, I don't agree with the computer, <laughs> but, but actually, that what is what I should do. And I've learned over the years that what I should do is follow the computer because I've uh, I've uh, monitored where I thought I could improve on the computer, and I've found that I don't really improve on the computer. Best to just do what the computer says, and I think that is a very important thing uh, to be disciplined. Um, and uh, uh, I think it's a problem that a lot of uh, traders have and a lot of uh, new traders have is, is, is they probably know what to do, but they haven't got the discipline to do it. It's, Trevor, uh, explain to us a little bit about uh, this relative rotation um, research you've done. Yes. So, so the, the, that's your proprietary system, right? Yes. I, I would like to share a screen with you, if I may. Um, I, I, I just I, I, I had it up. I had it up, but I just lost it. So go back. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Um, let's see if we can get the actual screen up. And if not, I can I can share, I can share it on my end. But because I, I, we talk a lot about rotation. Right? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, uh, a very good friend of mine of more than thirty years. Um, we've never actually worked together, but we've been uh, uh, both in the same business. He originally thirty years ago was on the sell side, uh, uh, a broker, uh, institutional broker. I was on the buy side of the business. And he developed, his name is Julius de Campanar, um, a, uh, a method of visualizing uh, relative rotation, which I'll explain to you what that is in a moment, to solve a problem for people who have portfolios. The, the problem is, is answering the question, what works best or what would I be better in? So we, I've been listening to your show here and you've gone through, um, you know, good stocks and interesting ones and ones that are pertinent. And I mean, everybody has that problem of going through that. But which is best is, is, is a, a difficult question to answer. And if you think about it mathematically, in order to answer which is best, you have to compare everyone with everyone. And that's, that's thousands of uh, combinations of charts. So what, what uh, Juliusson uh, developed, and uh, he and I are directors of RRG Research, Relative Rotation Graphs Research, um, is a way of visualizing one chart uh, uh, complex relationships of data. Now, uh, hopefully I can show it to you in a second. Uh, yeah, we're, we're sharing the wrong screen, though. So if you could just bring up the, the, sh- the screen with the charts, and I'll be able to. Okay. Yep. Um, but it, it, it's like a technical way of of visualizing what we talk about which is rotation from one asset uh, or one factor to another factor yes that's correct um so i'm trying to do the share again and uh can you see it now let's see uh, yeah, we're seeing your whole desktop though so uh, let, let, let's go uh, ahead and share the specific i know uh, sorry that's my fault and then let we, me we do can this again quickly I want I, 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 I want to see and I want you to walk us through some charts and sort of tell us what we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, okay. There Can you go. see it now? The relative rotation All right. graph. Yeah. Quadrant. All right. Explain this guy. Okay. Ooh. So this is what um, Julius um, uh, uh, developed and we've uh, worked with together. The reason I think this might be interesting for you is this is available on uh, Bloomberg Terminal. It's a blame. It's available on the ICON, the Refinitive ICON terminal, various uh, professional terminals. And it's, it's very popular uh, with fund managers who've got to make uh, decisions of what is best. Now, here, uh, this one here is, um, is looking at the, uh, the Geeks Level 1 sectors of uh, the, the S&P. The S&P is in the middle, and it's, so it is, as you can see, a, um, a scattergram. Uh, the two quadrants are... Moving right of 100, everything to the right of that and furthest to the right is outperforming uh, the S&P 500. So uh, at the moment, energy is uh, is furthest to the right, and then uh, financial uh, sector is next furthest, and then closer to here, and then over here is the utilities, which is underperforming. 
But the second part of it is, is the vertical axis here, which is the momentum of the relative performance. Um, so this is, uh, if you like, things that are strong but getting stronger are in this quadrant here. Things that are strong, they're outperforming it, but getting weaker on a relative basis are in this quadrant here. The horrible place you don't want to be is um, underperforming with negative um, uh, relative performance. And maybe if you're an aggressive uh, uh, investor, things which are currently out of favor, underperforming, but coming up um, in, in, in terms of positive relative momentum. So think of it like a list of uh, performance, best performance, worst performance. And that list is dynamic. Things moving up it and moving up faster through it are probably to coming to the top. And just to see, show you how this has moved, this is going back in time Whoa. now. Every, every dot here is this is last week, the week before, the week before. And you can see the uh, rotation. So if you look at energy here, you, and if we go back to the end of uh, last month, uh, the, uh, sorry, to the, uh, the um, end of the, the year, sorry, the beginning of the year, here you can see energy which was out of favor but was coming up fast on that top left-hand quadrant up there and then crossed over and then has uh, been outperforming. And then now, as we move to currently, it's still outperforming, but it's losing its relative momentum of outperformance. So the direction, uh, this uh, a good direction is northeast, because that north means it's increasing relative momentum, and uh, east means increasing momentum. Um, and so simply, you can see, and you could populate this with the S&P 500 stocks, and put the S&P in the middle, you can populate this however you want, or we could take the energy sector and put it in the middle, take uh, the industries or even the individual Holy. stocks in it to show it. Okay, so, so one thing, I guess I didn't realize that at first, but I do now, so that, that big dot, that's, the, that's your leader. So like the, that's the most recent week or period, whatever. Yes, it is, yes. Got it, okay, okay. So this is the picture right now. Okay, so, so we can see materials, energy going to the bottom left, we can see utilities, um, uh, healthcare going in the right direction. Yes. Uh, got it. Got it. And if there's such a small line, like the bottom one there, that just means that they just haven't been on the radar or they haven't made it up into the relative uh, performance uh, continuum, like that one right there. What's that yeah. one right there? This one here is consumer oh, discretion. Okay. Um, yes, but what it means, because it's near the middle, is it's correlating with the index. Okay. And so it's moving with the index. So if you want to generate alpha, if you want to generate a capital gain, you want things which are away from the index. Got it. Moving with the index. Got it. So, so, like by the index. So the, that's how you use this. And you, yeah. you look for what's away from the center. Yes. Um, okay. I got it. And if I if I may be able to um, uh, attempt to uh, change screens, I'd like yep. to show you um, how we implement this. The, what what was happening was that we were um, using. Uh, uh, let me go back now to here and here. Um, we were helping, working with institutions, developing their portfolios, people managing their, the constituents of the portfolio, uh, visualizing in this way, see if anything they've got that they shouldn't have. So we were working a lot with institutions, Bloomberg users and Icon users. So we were very pleased that uh, we've had the opportunity of uh, doing it for ourselves, if you like. And we've created uh, with a, a company called CMC, which is a UK broker, uh, instruments here uh, to apply a set of quantitative rules for that idea. Um, and then uh, we build portfolios uh, around that. So they're very focused portfolios to use the momentum aspect of relative strength. So you can imagine that things which are, you know, if you've got the index and you've got the things with the highest positive outperformance momentum in it and only have those in a very concentrated way, we only buy 10 stocks. So in the S&P, we buy 10 stocks only. Um, and uh, each of these, uh, uh, these are the ones that we've got so far, but we're going to have more in the future. So, so if I uh, can show you this here, if we look at the S&P, for example, yeah. um, here um, in the last uh, month, it only came on actually um, a month ago, 
that we did we did the first one was a was a uk one so the um in the last 30 days we're up about just above positive on the s p and the our portfolio of 10 stocks is up four percent so we've got some uh, outperformance in that how we do it is we uh, take the s p the first uh, test is only stocks which are going up so we use a, a technical measure for that then we um, have uh, of that set of stocks, uh, I can tell you at the moment, there's 270, I think, according to our criteria, nearly half going yeah. up. The um, Any ones where the RRG is moving in the um, between north and 90 degrees, so moving northeast in direction. And then we take the ones which are furthest to the right, the strongest, the top 10 of those, and that is the portfolio, which we then rebalance. And we only rebalance every quarter because there is strong persistency in that. You know, strong stocks remain strong stocks for right. a long period of time. You know, Apple was great for a long time. Um, and so it, uh, uh, you, we can afford not, well, we, we know that it's actually detrimental to, to rebalance too frequently. Before we let you go, Trevor, you spent some time on the floor. Uh, we always get a floor story out of uh, <laughs> our floor traders. It, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, a personal one, but uh, I don't know, big winners, big losers, big out trades. Is there something you'd like to share with our audience? Um, well, I, I, uh, I've got many stories, many war stories. I can tell you some of them I probably shouldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> tell uh, us one of those. <laughs> those are the ones you want. <laughs> The, uh, but I, I've got a, a newspaper cutting. I, uh, my boss and I were featured. Uh, this is back in the uh, in the late 1970s. It was uh, the headline in the newspaper here was "London Socks It to New York," and they, it was because uh, on the Chicago, Chicago Mercantile they passed a rule that on the floor you had to wear socks. Okay. Now, to us Englishmen, the idea of not wearing socks is a pretty strange thing. I know it's a hot place, but uh, even then, you have, you have to wear socks. And I was photographed because I was one, considered one of the best dressed traders. And what that meant was I wore a very sharp, stripy suit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Wait, 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 Joel, Joel, when, when you were at the market, you had to wear socks, right? We did. Yeah. Uh, and we had to wear a tie. I mean, yeah, we had to wear a tie with the cloth jackets, but everyone just used to like crumple up the same tie, keep it in their in their coat. But uh, all right, that's a good one, Trevor. Great information. I've never looked at things like that. You kind of put together what we talk about a lot. We uh, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to get you back on again for sure. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure to meet you all. All Have right, a great day. Trevor Neal is the founder of RRG Research, technical analyst at the Beta Group. His charts can be found on the Bloomberg Terminal, on the Thomson Reuters platform, and also on stock charts, as our chat has duly noted. Uh, great stuff there from Trevor. We appreciate, appreciate him coming on. That was fantastic visualization of what we talk about on our show all the time. Uh, let's go back and do a couple more ratings, and then we'll go some twos and ticker time from the chat. Uh, we mentioned Shake Shack. I want to mention Domino's, which is also catching a rating today. Uh, that was downgraded. Yes, downgraded at Goldman Sachs to neutral. Gave it a price target of $4.50. Uh, so well, for whatever that's worth, I mean, we're at 417 now. So yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. It already hit 450. Yeah. Uh, down 390. Got a seller out there. I, I can't find a buyer yet. Losing 420 is bad. So if you get a pop up to there, that'd be your resistance. I don't know. A lot of air in this thing, Triple D. Maybe you can find support between 400 and 420. I really I see one little low there at 415.74, but looks wide open to me. Dennis, you're on mute. Yeah, just go next, Doc. We'll give that one to Joel. Sorry, I didn't know I was on mute. Oh, all right. Moving right along then. Canopy Growth, also catching a rating today. Oh, I just had it up on the screen there. Uh, upgrade to MKM to buy, and it's up this morning. I like the pot stocks here. Um, they have just not moved, so I've been saying I'm looking for like stocks, growth stocks that haven't moved yet. CGC is one of them. I like this upgrade here. I don't like chasing, but this is stock that could see $25 sooner than later, so I kind of like it. Yeah, it's quiet. It's sleepy. Strike if you want. Yeah, you know, yeah low you're in the, the consolidation yep. station. So, yep. I mean, stopping yourself out at the lows of the move. Again, have your out defined. We just heard from Trevor. Very disciplined. That is the key to long-term success. Trevor, very successful in this market for a long time because he takes those losers. 
Yeah, that was a great insight that he shared. Six, what did he say? Was it six losers for every winner? Yeah. I think that's what he said. That's that and but that one winner is a big one, and those losers are small. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was, that's what you want. That's what you want. Small yeah. losers, big winners. I have lots of losers. I have losers every single day. A lot of them today. You can tell in the background. I'm like in damage control here. Okay. Um, I Joel, Joel even texted me, are you okay? I'm like, I'm in damage <laughs> control. I have a lot of on. <laughs> but, you know, this is what it is. You got to work out of the every single day. If you've got, you know, a lot of positions on, you're going to have winners and losers. You got to work out of the ones that are on, you're on the wrong side of. I'm on, I just caught on the wrong side of news on a lot of stuff today. Uh, it's one of those days. All right, we'll do some ticker time here. We'll take questions from our chat, drop them in. We'll try to hit as many of them as we can in the next few minutes. I saw somebody dropped um, uh, Baba in there, which I wanted to hit on because China was up overnight. I don't know if it still is up. Now, if you look at the XFI, yeah, it's up. I mean, Baba. Ah, uh, Baba. You got setups in all these, though, Joel. You, you're not far yeah. off the lows. So nope. stop yourself out the low of the move at 204. I'm long, Baba. I only have, I, I don't have the extra trading position on it. I kind of almost want to put it on for a trade um, just for extra. I know these are all in downtrends, but what we've been seeing, the reason I'm going counter trend on a lot of this stuff, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of real technical traders be like, wow, these are still all in downtrends. Um, but I try to catch it before that. You know, I'm a shorter term trader. I'm trying to catch the moves. I've been identifying money rotating into growth for the last week. Now money rotates into China overnight. We see the FXI catching a bid. So I'm looking, how can I limit my risk? Well, I'm going to limit it by leaning on the lows of the move. So Bob, the low of the move is 204. It's 211. It's in a clear downtrend, which isn't good news. But the good news is that money has been rotating back into some tech names. And maybe there's a catch up trade here. So I don't mind it. Again, you got to have your out. Stop yourself at the below the move. Yeah, Baba, just hanging out down here near the former low of the move. Uh, I think that was earnings day. I think Kathy sold on that date too. So what you're leaning on is uh, 204.39, May 13th low. Uh, going back to the chat here. Ba, 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 ba. What Sell up- balances out there, Dennis? You seen anything? I'm sorry. Because uh, we're leaking a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. I thought nah, maybe nah. It's pretty small. I don't see anything really jumping out at me. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, what, about, what about Grubhub? I, I, full disclosure, I, I don't I don't know why Grubhub is up this morning, um, but it is up this morning. Isn't Grubhub getting taken over by the European company? Is that uh, still it, it, on the take, table? Yeah, takeaway. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? It's probably related to that. It, it's, it's probably like one of these headlines like um, – um, merger is still on the table or talks ongoing or something like that. But. I haven't been trading much at Grubhub because the European aspect of it now where you've got the European company taking over and I can't track that stock because it's over in Europe. So I kind of just have just now removed myself from trading Grub because that deal is on the table. I mean, if the deal falls yeah. off the table, I'll add Grub back into my circle of, of, of trading. But when I can't follow the leader, it's hard to follow because obviously it was getting taken over by a European company. I believe that was the headline, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, why is it still like, I don't know. I, I can't even remember the details to this now. Cause it was so long that. ago, but I don't anyways, know. if it's getting taken over still in chat, maybe you can help me with that. If it's not, let me know. Cause I'll start trading it again. But I thought this was getting taken over. So <sighs> I, I, I I don't remember the. It's tough to trade something technically when yeah. it's getting when it's got you know M and A action on the table. So that's why right. I like charts and all that. It's difficult. You know, you're looking at you know an individual stock that's being led by something else. So that's why I haven't been trading it. All right. What about um, MLM? Martin Marietta. We got love from Jim Cramer last night. Um, um, material stocks have had a hell of a rally here. Again, I don't know if the time to come in here and buy the materials is now, though. We've rallied from $150 up to 366 It's been a relentless rally. We know inflation has driven a lot of prices of material stocks for the last six months. I, I just feel like it's time to book profits in all these names. Uh, you want to definitely see it hold 358 uh, resistance up here at 370 getting into the gap. And Hey, Spencer, did you see who's uh, delivering for Grubhub now? Um, Dan Gokic. Yeah, 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 because he lost a lot of money gambling. Yeah, yeah. Sports Uh, trivia, sports information, but... uh, uh, Let's do, like, one or two more. Neo Neo had a day yesterday. Uh, What, they announced a manufacturing deal, right? Let's see. Hmm. (laughs) Just hanging out here. It looks like you got a seller at 36.50. Yesterday's high was right there, too, so I don't know. 
Get above 36.50. Looks like got a little room. Lean on yesterday's low, 33. I wouldn't yeah. go down to the low of the move. If I was long, I'd lean on yesterday's low, 33.56. Look how, you know, I'm just keep focusing on discipline here today. Yep. Discipline day. This market, you have to be disciplined in. We don't have like this clear run and bull market and everything. You know, I'm buying some of these setups here. I'm buying and counter trends. So you got to really be disciplined because you're going against the grain. I mean, when you're buying a stock shirt that looks like this, you're going against it. You know, easy in the chat saying Bob is not a good setup. Agree. It's in a nice, it's in a downtrend. So, you know, we're just, it's about your time frame here though. I mean, you still want to be a seller of rips more so in, in uh, stocks and downtrends. The reason I'm kind of straying from that to a certain extent is it's been working so far on some of the growth names. So I always just try to identify, I'm a relationship-based trader, remember, not just a technical. I'm seeing the relationships. I'm seeing money has been moving into growth for 10 days now. That is all, that's more than just a day or two blip. So I think on pullbacks here, money continues to rotate. So I'm looking for stocks, growth stocks that haven't went yet. You know, that's why Penn, you know, Penn worked yesterday because it hadn't went yet. DraftKings worked yesterday because it hadn't went yet. There could be some catch-up trades that could work on some of these. So that's why I'm looking counter trend right now on some of these growth names. All right, Dennis, Joel. I'll let you go, guys. It was good to be back. Good to see you. I was, I mean, not able to listen for a couple of days, so I missed your, your dulcet tones. But huh. good to be back, and uh, have a good rest of your day, both of you. Until, when you when's right? the next vacation? Well, uh, this weekend, but it's, <laughs> but it's a he's holiday. He's not even joking. It's a holiday, man. He's it's been cooped up for that year, and he's going on vacation <laughs> every weekend since he got the Johnson Johnson one shot. I get my vaccination June 1st. I'm scheduled here now. So maybe I'll be able to do kind of some of this stuff too. So by that by like by that clock, you're out for like the month of July. Is that is, is what you're probably saying? yeah. <laughs> I'm right. just gonna be doing just uh just going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I'll see All you. Right. All right, I'll, I'll stick around, cover some All of these stacks right. for you guys. I, I jot them down, give me time, it takes me a while to look and type. Everyone right. see you at three thirty. All right, uh, a couple of housekeeping items. Well, Joel just uh, left there, but all right. Uh, housekeeping items. Reminder that we are in the midst of our 100,000 subscriber giveaway. You could win a free share of Tesla. Yes, it's true. All you got to do is click on the link that I'm putting in the comment section in chat. That's what I did just there. Link is in chat. Link is also in the description of this video. Uh, and if you're wondering what the YouTube code is to give more entries, it is Slime Raz. S-L-I-M-E Raz R-A-Z. Slime Raz is the code for... Uh, for for youtube but enter click on that link enter the contest uh the way it's working is when we cross the one hundred thousand subscriber threshold which should be in the next week or so we will be ending the contest then uh and giving uh giving away a free share uh also within the span of the contest i think the contest is set to run for like another two weeks or so if within that span we get two hundred five thousand subscribers we're also going to give away a very nice Shinola watch, but don't tell Jason that. I don't know if he knows that yet, but it's going to happen. So anyway, give us a subscribe on YouTube uh, while you're at it. Drop us a like on this video, on any video. We appreciate all the likes. How many likes are we at today? We're at 338. That's pretty low. Come on. I missed you guys. Come on. Drop me a like if you missed me. If you did not miss me, then... Like the fact that I was gone for a couple of days there. How about that? Um, don't forget, Benzinga Pro is Benzinga's real-time news and research platform. To get a free two-week trial, go to pro.benzinga.com. If you want more than that and you want a discount, you can enter the promo code YouTube20, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E 20. That'll get you 20% off any Benzinga Pro subscription again. Pro.benzinga.com link is up on the screen. If you're just you know not hearing me, you can just see it there. Uh, YouTube twenty. Pro.benzinga.com. I appreciate all of the people 
who randomly emailed me over the weekend saying happy birthday. Uh, I guess Jason said it was my birthday on Friday. Uh, it was a week late, but that's okay. I appreciate the birthday wishes uh, and uh, all of the comments in chat. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about Amazon today, Sumit. Uh, I apologize. I, it was on my list, but yeah, they're going to buy MGM Studios. Uh, would have liked to get to that. We'll cover that on the, on the At The Close show. I know there are some more stuff we didn't get to. Uh, I, I'm sorry. That's kind of how it works. Um, but uh, okay. Likes, subscribes, contest, Tesla giveaway. Uh, I think that was all I had to say. I missed you guys. I hope you missed me. We got um, we got David Green coming up at at nine twenty five or so to do some live trading uh, into the open. We've got Spacs attack today. We got the Power Hour. They're going to have the CFO of Chegg, Andrew Brown, on the show at noon eastern today get technicals after that the bz crypto show we got biotech buzz and so what you should do guys if like if, for example if you have like a crypto question or like a bitcoin question like you can you can get you can ask joel and dennis and you can get their takes but but really what you should do is just save those questions for our crypto we have we have two crypto shows we have a crypto show monday tuesday wednesday thursday uh we, we got moon or bust which is mondays and wednesdays they talk about um a lot of altcoins on that show. And we got the crypto show, which is Tuesdays, Thursdays. And they just talk about news in the crypto space. Uh, if you have a crypto question, save it for those guys. Cause they're much more informed than, than we are on this show. And same thing with like biotech, right? Uh, if you have a question about a biotech stock, um, you can, you can ask our take, but we're not going to know anything about the fundamentals. If you save it for biotech buzz, which is at two thirty, ask Vivi. Um, she probably knows the story better i mean she definitely knows the story better than we do uh so and and that's kind of like what we're going for here is like different shows about different things so if you ask a question and we don't give you and we don't give you a great answer i'm sorry uh but we there's a chance we have a show another show that 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 specializes in that so uh crypto at two o'clock biotech buzz at 2 30 joel and i will be back at 3 30 for the at the close show we got cannabis insider after the close at 4 30 after hours ryan rose Biani at five uh and that's the plan for today so with that being said everybody have a good rest of your day this stream uh is set to redirect to david green you shouldn't have to do anything to watch that link or watch that stream it'll just it'll go directly to there when he goes live at um what is it nine nine twenty five um give or take actually i i stand corrected the stream will not redirect because producer ab did not make his stream yet and that's what happens when you don't make streams ahead of time so um next stream starting up here in about 15 or so minutes and that'll be that i'll see you um later on in the day uh for various streams various shows uh dave not on today see guys this is what happens i leave i'm out and like i don't know anything i'm like flying blind i had to get in extra early to just figure out what was going on in markets for the last couple of days because i had no idea so see you guys know more than i so I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the help there. Uh, all right, but I'm going to hop off and uh, get to. I have like a thousand emails. I have to go delete. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go do that. Everyone have a good. Yeah, it all falls apart without me. No, I'm sure it was fine. I mean, I, I didn't listen because I was, you know, an hour behind and, and sleeping. But um, I'll go back and listen to the last couple of shows. Uh, I'm sure they were fine, guys. Uh, but I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, I'm here now, back. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck at the open, and I'll see you later on throughout uh, throughout the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.